Okay, first and foremost, we are not mental health professionals. We are here to share our experience, but we can't give you medical advice. If you're experiencing a crisis, please reach out to a local or national resource. You can reach the National Suicide Hotline at 1-800-273-8255 or find additional mental health resources on the ABA website. The cloud this time. Okay, we're recording. Hey, hey guys. Welcome hey, to Mentana. Emotional mental health. We are back. Caitlin looks pretty butch tonight. Thank and you. It's gay night here. So <laughs> you guys have heard us talk about how I am more butch than Laura Laura is. <laughs> and I'm holding true to that tonight. I'm excited. How has your guys just- week been? How was your um yeah, de- definitely let us know that. Um, it's Sunday night. I don't know. It'll be like Monday morning for you guys. Well, for some of you, if you listen right when we post. But so I'm kind of like in that almost Sunday scaries mode where I'm like, I was going to like do my hair and makeup. And then I thought, no, it's Sunday night. I don't want to have to take all of that off mm-hmm. after yeah. we record. So I put the hat on instead. Um, all right, that was a good move. Yeah, I'm feeling like Sunday scaries. I was pretty good all day, but then like I just lost track of time and I was doing stuff and I had to like yeah. quickly throw my Jeep top back on just now because it's like gonna rain tonight and I just like yeah. left over here. So now I'm like, oh, now it's Monday and I don't no. want it to be because it was so nice this weekend. I feel like it's so weird because, and I swear we're not gonna just talk about COVID 19 this whole time, but I just feel like in this quarantine period, the days don't make any sense. So it's almost like the Sunday scaries are worse because I forget that (laughs) tomorrow is Monday because every day is the same as the one before. I'm like, oh wait, tomorrow is going to be different because I have to do more work. And like, I tried to do, I I tried to catch up on some stuff today because I'm just super, super swamped right now. And it was one of those days where like, I sat down to start working and then I was like, oh, I'm really tired. I really need to take a nap. So I took a nap <laughs> and then I tried to do more work later and I didn't have time because I wanted to work out and cook dinner. So like just didn't get as much done as, as usual. So anyway, yeah. not to project my Sunday scaries or our Sunday scaries onto the rest of you, I guess. They're already done with them, man. They're in Monday. They are like That's true. Monday right now. So we're not burdening them with our Sunday scaries. They don't have to worry about yeah. that until the next week. So <laughs> good point. Good point. I'm envious of where you guys are at right now. We'll be fine. Come, come tomorrow, but yeah. Yeah. But all right. Enough about that. Let's dive in because our whole goal is not doing too much chatter and just getting right down into the topic so we can get in and get out. Um, So we're going to talk this week about social media in the context of quarantine and not quarantine and in the context of being lawyers. And for me, that I think has given me an interesting perspective on a lot of the social media stuff that we see day to day. So I just kind of wanted to dive right into that. Last week, I, oh, should we do our intro? We didn't do that. Yeah, we didn't do it. I said, welcome to Mensana Emotion for Mental Health, but we did not say this is a weekly podcast. Oh, that's my bad. <laughs> dedicated to weekly conversations. Yeah. Because of stigma. Yeah, and like getting rid of stigma and stuff, you know, <laughs> something like that. Um, yeah, so anyway, last week I alluded to my social media woes as of late by telling you guys that I had deactivated my Facebook um, I am still not on Facebook. I have still deactivated it. I've been feeling pretty good about that decision, to be honest with you. 
And I just kind of wanted to get into a little bit more detail of why I did that and things that you all might be able to relate to. And Laura, I'm sure you've got similar perspectives on all of this as well. Um, so I think for me, social media recently, especially in this time where there's just truly like so much going on. There are so many moving parts to all of the things that we're all dealing with and experiencing right now. Um, one is working from home. One is not really being able to go out and be social with our friends like we're used to. One is having a particular person as the president of our country that some people agree with, some people don't. Either way, I think that's contributing to a lot of the drama of the situation. Um, so there are a lot of moving parts to it. And for me, I got to a point where I was like scrolling through my Facebook feed and just constantly feeling angry. Every single post I was seeing, I was mad because this person hadn't thought about what they were saying or mad because this person wasn't quarantining appropriately or what I thought was appropriate. And I just kind of realized that like, it was too much. It was overwhelming. It was where like social media for me used to be a really fun outlet for communicating with friends and family. It became much more about just like feeling angry and being unhappy about things. And it was not really, especially Facebook in particular, was not bringing very much positivity at all into my life. And I'm already feeling pretty overwhelmed by everything else going on. I just got to a point where I was like, you know what? I don't need it anymore. And I think that one thing I've realized or one thing I've thought about, and Laura, I'd love to hear if you feel the same way about this because I just kind of thought about it in my own head. I don't know if it's like realistic or not, but I feel like as lawyers, we are trained to argue appropriately, but also to anticipate and think about all the sides of a situation and all of the facts and use the facts to formulate an opinion or a perspective and either predict an outcome or make a decision. Um, and I don't think that much of that happens in the conversations that take place on social media. And in this hyper-political climate where every single thing that happens becomes a political issue or a political discussion or really argument, I think that was part of my frustration. I was, I was very much in a position where like everything I saw was like, this person doesn't even know any of the facts. And this person has just jumped to a conclusion without thinking about it. And for me, like, I can't do that. I can't just, I have gut feelings about things, but I don't feel comfortable forming an opinion just based on my gut feeling. And I think a lot of people do that. So I wanted to take time to like research all of the issues. And what I really found out was that there wasn't that much information out there that was going to help me formulate an opinion because a lot of things are evolving right now with coronavirus and other things. So there just wasn't that much to find. So I was getting really frustrated that people could make such declaratory statements or form opinions so quickly without having any of the information. So anyway, that's kind of a long-winded explanation of what my perspective has been and what my frustration has been. And I truly feel like without Facebook, a lot of that has been removed. I do have Twitter, which is very similar, but I think I'm better at avoiding it. Um, but yeah, I think that's been a lot of my frustration and, and I feel a lot better without Facebook right now. But I don't know, Laura, like, have you had the same experience or have you been better at avoiding it without having to actually like deactivate your account? <laughs> um, I have not deactivated anything. 
I feel I agree with you in that I think the sheer amount of misinformation and declaratory judgments and very long opinions based on not a lot of facts just because we don't have actual uh, a huge amount of facts right now about obviously COVID and things are evolving. Yeah, Uh, yeah, I'm surprised by how quick people are to um, both express them. They're very hard set opinions and engage online about them. But I think for me, because it seems so ridiculous that people are doing that, I'm able to kind of fully look at it as if it's like, I'm just like, I screenshot stuff all the time and send it to, you know, people and friends. And I'm like, what is this? So I I honestly, even though it's real life, I think that it's so out there that it's almost comical and it's become a sense of like comedy to me versus I don't feel the need. I don't. I would never, I don't know. Some of the stuff I see is just so far beyond the realm of something that I would even attempt to like logically break down for somebody. It seems like so much work to even try to speak to or engage with some of these posts that I'm able to just feel like, that seems like a lot of work. I'm not going to do that. It's not like most of these things are on the edge. Like, I don't know. It's not like a lot of people who are expressing their opinions just missed a couple of things and, oh, I could see your side, which is often Facebook. Like, you know, it's a place for people to kind of casually engage. Like it's not, no one's asking for a research dissertation on Facebook and social media. It kind of is a place for quick opinions. I don't, you know, it's like the Wikipedia of like a research paper, right? So, I mean, and I, and I can, in my head, I can separate, I can separate that, but that being said, I definitely have limited it more, um, just because I don't want to constantly, constantly hear about COVID. I think it's very important. I think it's important to pay attention to and see how it evolves, especially as we learn more. But at some point I stop and I've been for sure less on Facebook, more on Instagram. And honestly, I think (laughs) I'm an old millennial and I feel like we're old millennials, but like people older than me now have gotten me randomly into TikTok of all things. Oh my God. I was just going to say that. (laughs) Yeah. TikTok's like a great way that like, it's a way to still like engage and get your like entertainment value from social media, but you don't have to have a political debate on TikTok. A hundred percent. Ever. You can just, if you want to mindlessly scroll do it on TikTok. Yes. So I use social media, I think. There's a helicopter over me, so. Yep. Outdoor times. <laughs> um. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All but good. I, yeah, so I feel like often I just use social media for like more distraction and like yeah. looking at my friends' pictures and stuff versus any place to get any sort of information. <laughs> so I don't yeah. know. I feel like TikTok's been a good way to still to still do that. Yeah, I think that's such a good point. I think that's something that I used to be really good at. And for whatever reason recently, I just was getting sucked into the conversations. And I was trying to like, and, and I don't do it often. I don't engage in Facebook arguments or discussions often about political issues because of everything you just said. Yeah. But there were just more often recently, there were times where I could, I literally couldn't help myself. Yeah. And I would type out these, what I thought were very thoughtful responses and try to say like, oh, I understand where you're coming from. Like, let me read this article you just shared. Like, thanks for sharing. That's really helpful. But here's what I'm thinking. How do you feel about this? And every single time I was just getting met with like snap 
angry, yeah. rude responses. Right. And it's like, okay, if you're not going to take the time to read what I'm writing, why am I taking the time to write it? And then I kind of had this like step back moment where I was like, Caitlin, why do you care? Like, why are you even putting yourself in this position? You know how it's going to turn out every single time. And so I was just like, you know what, forget it. I just completely, like I said, deactivated yeah. my Facebook account and I felt a lot better since then. But I think that, it's you know, if you're listening to this and you're dealing with some of the same issues, I think trying to either step away for a minute, deactivate your account or, and, and by the way, if you don't know this, when you deactivate your Facebook account, it's super easy to turn it back on. You literally just have to log in. Um, so, so either deactivate it or I think Laura, you made some really good points too of being able to kind of take the, take these issues with a grain of salt or being able to see them for what they are and using them as entertainment value. If you want screenshot them and <laughs> share them with your friends. I do that too. Yeah. Um, but I think that's a really good point and totally second you on TikTok. I will admit there are a lot of times that I don't know what the frick I'm looking at, but it's exactly yeah exactly that's what I love about it and it's so hard I think too it's not that I don't get sucked in I think it's very very difficult to not get sucked in right now because one of the issues that we're talking about COVID obviously like educating or having discourse with the public like sort of like um our safety is on everybody else's backs as well yeah So it's not so much like this person just has this political opinion and I disagree with them. So I'm going to engage. It's like their political opinion, it's harming me. Well, actually, let me just rephrase that. I think I don't mean to say when I say political opinion that, you know, lots of political opinions are, are derived from a sense of harm coming to like one or one's community, right? Like your political opinion about like immigration for something obviously that's talking about harm to somebody's community right sure sure but, but notwithstanding that covid is literally involving every single one of us even if people like don't believe in it to whatever degree right. of you know right completely on the scale totally paranoid and in a bubble or they give yeah. no cares but everybody has an opinion about it it affects everybody and i don't yeah. think that it's often where we come across an issue that brings in literally everybody here. And if you're on, if you're a person who thinks that, you know, and and talking about herd immunity and keeping each other safe and you're of the opinion that, you know, we all kind of need to be on the same page here to keep each other safe, you know, wear a mask, et cetera. It's kind of infuriating if you're seeing a post, you know, talking about people going out and stuff. So I think it's very easy to get sucked in and it makes sense that people are getting sucked in because yeah, it's, it, you know, it's, it's scary to hear about some of the stuff that people are doing. Yeah. So, but that being said, I don't know, I've been able to flip that switch and I've also been able to like use like, especially Instagram, like this using social media still makes me feel a sense of normalcy. Sure. So like today I um, went to the river and like, I, I um insta storied my dog swimming and yeah. like, by the bridge and like I do I've been doing what I always do on social media which is basically capturing my river adventures in Richmond yeah <laughs> I really like enjoy doing that and like taking cool pictures and stuff so yeah. the the fact that I'm able to like still do that makes me feel like I there are stretches of time where things feel more normal and that feels nice to me and it's something yeah. I enjoy doing so I don't I'm not I've been less on Facebook, but for sure more on other outlets like that to sort of retain that sense of normalcy. And that's been important to me. 
Yeah, I think that, I think that's a really good point. I think this kind of wraps back into everything we always talk about on this podcast. And it's like, we're going to sit here and tell you our perspective and what's working for us. And we hope that you can take pieces of it and find what works for you. I'm not telling you, you have to deactivate your Facebook. Laura's not telling you, you have to continue using it, but exactly what you said, whatever makes you feel like you're able to maintain that sense of normalcy, I think is paramount right now. I think that's the most important thing you can do. And You know, I think another piece of maybe why this has been such a big issue for me personally lately, and I I imagine others as well, is the fact that we're home so much more. And even though you don't necessarily have more time in your day, like I still have a ton of work to do. Some of us do have more time in our day. Some of us have less work to do. Um, For instance, my partner who is in litigation while the courts were shut down, he has much more time in his day. But even if you don't technically have that more, that amount of time, that additional time, I think it probably feels like you do because you're home. And so there's more time to like pick up your phone and look at Instagram or pick up your phone and look at Facebook because you're, when you're home, you're used to just doing that whenever you have time and absentmindedly kind of picking up your phone and doing that where like maybe when you're in the environment of your office, you've trained yourself to not do that quite as much. Now it's probably harder to stick with that when you're home. And, and I think that was part of it for me too, was I, I, even though like I've always worked from home and, and my day to day hasn't changed too much, I think I was for whatever reason feeling like I had more time and was finding myself checking social media more often. And it just, it just wasn't good. So I think, I think that's a great point, like making sure that you're maintaining normalcy, but also recognizing what might be different and figuring out how you can use use social media in a way to maintain that normalcy. Um, and then like another piece of it too that I think has been difficult for me outside of COVID just generally with social media is the pressure that social media can put on all of us. And I think this is a huge mental health issue right now. I think that a lot of mental health professionals have come out and discussed the younger generation, Generation Z, and the mental health effects that social media has had on them, I don't think the rest of us are immune to that either. I think that the pressure that we see by scrolling through Instagram and seeing all these people with quote unquote perfect lives is very real for us as well. And that is something that is something that has 100% affected me. And, and one thing I wanted to share with you all, which was something that I saw recently was if you're scrolling through Instagram and you see something that makes you feel like you have to change something about yourself, whether it's, wow, that person is working out so much, I need to work out more, or wow, that person is really skinny, I need to change my diet, or whatever it is, wow, that person looks really great, I should wear more makeup, or you know, I should do this to my face, whatever it is, stop following that person. Especially right now where we're all very overwhelmed and we have so much going on. There's no room and no need for some person that you don't even necessarily know to make you feel like you need to change yourself. And that was something I was falling into really easily as well. It's easy for me to look at a Facebook post or an Instagram post and be like, wow, I'm not working out enough or wow, I'm not doing enough. And so I started doing that. I started unfollowing accounts that 
who are making me feel that way. It, and it doesn't even have to be something that makes you feel really bad about yourself, but even something that makes you just kind of feel negatively about one piece of you, or like I said, just one thing that you think you have to change because of a post you see. And I think it's been helpful, honestly. I think that I have curated the posts that I see a little bit more so that I'm not feeling all of that additional pressure to work out more or eat differently or whatever it is. Um, so I think that's been really helpful too. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that you should be able to curate the content around that's coming at you because yeah, frankly, if you're not curating it for yourself, it's kind of being curated for you. And the stuff that you're going to see is probably not what... <laughs> I assume it's probably not going to be a great thing for your mental health if you don't have yeah. a say in curating your own content. I am a big believer yeah. in curating your own content. And I think I sometimes will hear comments about how people are like, oh, if you're just like unfollowing different things that make you feel bad, then you're just, I don't know. Like, I think the insinuation was that like, you're creating this universe where everything's like perfect or something. And I'm like, I don't, I'm quite okay with creating a universe or like body positivity and people yeah. who don't make you feel bad. Yeah. Are in otherwise the world's going to curate it for you yeah. so you know be, be a champion in your own destiny there curate your own stuff and make make your your social media experience the experience you want it to be it's not yeah. real life anyway yeah so curate away it's not an accurate picture of what anybody does I was just gonna say like just because you stop following someone who works out more than you doesn't mean you're not already feeling internal pressure to work out more if that's something right. that you were already doing, right? It's not yeah. like you're gonna, it's not necessarily like you see a post and all of a sudden you think this brand new thing that you've never thought before. It's just additional pressure that you're probably already putting on yourself that you just don't need. And also, probably not gonna make you work out. You're just probably gonna exactly. feel bad about yourself. I don't know if I've ever done anything where I've just really, I felt so bad that I wanted to then have a positive workout experience. No, I just like go to bed feeling bad and eating a snack. I don't know. Exactly. Like I haven't ever had like negative stimuli like that actually put me into a healthy workout routine. Exactly. Ever. And yeah. I feel like a lot of us have not had that. I don't know. Maybe you like guilt bust out some crunches or something, but I haven't even done that. So yeah. I have, I don't know. It just yeah. put it just makes you think bad things about yourself and you think exactly. that those bad thoughts are going to propel you, but then they actually don't. Yeah. And there's, and there's certainly a fine line between what we're talking about and something that's actually motivating. If you find things that are motiva actually motivating to you, that are actually providing positive reinforcement for things that you want to change or things that you're trying to change, whether it be, you know, an educational resource where it's like the mental health accounts that we follow with our um, podcast Instagram, I think are really educational. And yeah, they have information on there about how to, you know, handle your anxiety better, how to handle pain better and things like that. But I don't think that for either of us, it's making us feel like we have to go out and change that right away. It's actual positive motivation, yeah. positive reinforcement for things we can do to make ourselves feel more comfortable. Yeah. So I think it's there's options. a fine It's options. It's not yeah. demands. Exactly. And I think once again, it goes back to self-assessment and checking in with yourself while you're scrolling through your Instagram feed. And, you know, if you see a post and you have a certain thought, take an extra second to say, now, wait a second. Why, why am I thinking that? Why am I feeling that way about this post in particular? Is this something that's positive for me or is it actually negative? And if it's negative, 
unfollow that person or you don't want to go so far as to unfollow them, just mute them for a little. I've muted plenty of people for temporary periods of time that have bothered me or made me feel some type of way about myself. And a lot of this might be internal as well, right? This is all us figuring out how we're feeling about things and how things are affecting us. It's not necessarily, it doesn't mean that person is a bad person or that account is doing something wrong. It's all about how you are feeling about it and making sure that you're checking in with yourself and making sure that you are doing something positive for yourself in that in that realm, if yeah. that makes sense. It does. I agree. I think for social media, I think that literally just focusing on the parts that make you feel good, curating your content, feeling yeah. that sense of normalcy, if it makes you feel normal to do different things on social media, and also obviously the connection piece. In a time where we can't really connect with people maybe in our normal ways we do, focusing on those really good parts of social media, like the normalcy and connection pieces, I think is pivotal. Or, you know, screw it, delete your account if it's not, if it all feels bad, you know, like deactivate, you can always come back to it, like Caitlin said. Um, But in the meantime, focus on those on those good parts, I think is the key. Even even just delete the app from your phone. I've done that in the past before too, because I find myself getting into a habit when I open my phone of like clicking Facebook and clicking Instagram. And it's, it's almost like absent-minded it's happening. It's literally a habit. And oh yeah, it's a habit. It's like an addiction, you know, hundred percent. And I think deleting the app can help sometimes to just kind of break that habit or, you know, put it, put like a, a change in that habit enough so that you have a se- you have a second to step back and say, okay, wait a second. Like I didn't even want to look at my Facebook. I was opening my phone to set my to set a reminder for myself. Right. And maybe you don't all have ADHD, so this isn't as big a problem <laughs> for you guys as it is for me. But it happens to me all the time. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, no, I feel I, that. Yeah. So I think that's absolutely right. So I think we're coming up on the last couple of minutes. Do we have maybe like a couple takeaways? to give to the listeners. I would say for me, the takeaway from this conversation would be doing that self-assessment or checking in with yourself as you're scrolling through your social media, getting a good understanding of how social media might be affecting your day to day. Like I said, for me, it was Facebook really affecting me negatively and not just in the moment while I was in the app, but broadly. It was, I was, you know, complaining to my partner about a post I had seen or a conversation I took part in throughout the day. And so I made the decision for myself to deactivate it. So, so I would just encourage you guys to do that self-assessment, like we always say, when you're scrolling through your social media and get an understanding of how it's making you feel and maybe make a couple changes that could be positive for you. Yeah. I echo everything you're saying. Big self-assessment piece. Um, for me, obviously seeing if you can frame it as a source of like, entertainment or amusement and people are saying really interesting things online um, has been helpful for me and to the extent that you don't want to um don't want to delete it or pause although I think that especially deleting the app from your phone etc I think those things are interesting exercises for you to do as far as self-assessment um but I don't know um if you're having a hard time with it too just focusing on the parts that that make you feel good. Maybe, maybe it's just, you know, posting videos of your dog and yeah. not looking at anything else, yeah. you know, and, and moving on or just connecting with that um, one aunt who only goes on Facebook who refuses <laughs> to talk on the phone, you know, yeah. 
whatever whatever that may be suck all the good parts out leave the bad yep yeah love it all right should we assign homework to tell everyone to um download tiktok (laughs) (laughs) yeah tiktok's great like i really poo-pooed tiktok for a long time and i'm sad that i did because yeah one morning i think is that it's very easy to get sucked into it because they're like one minute videos that i have definitely caught myself kind of like an hour later (laughs) you can get easily sucked on a tiktok hole and then they suggest things based on your life oh yeah it's a very but it's i mean if you want pure distraction and amusement tiktok is your friend yes leave facebook behind go to tiktok yes i think the homework be prepared to only understand about half of what you're seeing. <laughs> you know what? Our listeners may be younger than us. Maybe they're not as old and they can That's appreciate true. the way that children's dance nowadays. And stuff. True, true. All right, do you guys. happy pills? What do you want to do? Oh, yeah, we, yeah. Let's, yeah. Do, let's do happy pills. Happy pill. Do you have one ready? Um, no. <laughs> I was gonna, in my head, I did right before we started, and I was like, oh, that's a good happy pill. I mean, I I had, it was a gorgeous freaking weekend here. I spent yeah. literally two days at the river. I did some water paddling. I saw where Caitlin did not, you know, take her tube out last time. So that was amusing <laughs> for me. I watched a whole group of tubers, like, really eat it when I was on my paddleboard. So that was amusing. That was a happy pill. I know. If you guys don't follow Lara's personal Instagram, she, <laughs> did, uh, she like, tagged the location of Pony Pasture, which I think we had discussed last time. And I responded, I was like, I'm, I'm actually triggered by this. Like, I have not been to the river since that day, and I don't want to go back. <laughs> oh, God. oh, yeah, so good. Also, okay, so my overall, my overarching, I feel like, happy pill, well, it's also a stress pill, but, like, you know, life contains multitudes. I'm house hunting right now. So that's yeah. been, like, this roller coaster of emotions. Um, yeah. But I feel like overall, it's a happy, kind of like exciting, hopeful, scary, anxious. What kind of economy am I going to be in? Moment. I know. But um, overall, I feel like it's a happy. Huh? Have you looked at my neighborhood at all? I really want you to. I haven't. I have not oh. looked at my neighborhood. I think I'm looking. Um, right now, I have my eye weirdly on a couple places in Southside, which I uh, did yeah. not look at before. Um, but it's really close to the river. So I'm like, that. that's compelling for me. Being okay. able to like walk down to the river is, yeah, I don't know, but no, I'm open. I'm widely searching at the moment, so I am not opposed. Okay, well, that's awesome. I can't wait to hear about it. I, I, house hunting is for sure an interesting experience. I love it and also hate it. <laughs> like, I have a whole lot of love here. It does not align well with my type A personality. Not with the market in Richmond. If y'all aren't here, it's like a house goes on the market in the morning and then it's done by the afternoon okay. and it. I like don't have enough time to get my like mental ducks in a row and the house is already gone and oh, yeah, when we, yeah when we were looking at houses we were standing in the living room of a house discussing with our realtor how much to offer and our realtor got a call that the house had been sold L- like literally out from under our feet this house yeah. got sold. it's insane it's insane yeah. Um, but yeah so I'm, I'm excited to hear about that house hunting is fun and I'm sure you'll find something awesome and we'll have a great housewarming party when we can yeah. all hang out again and it'll be amazing excited how about your happy pill so I have spent a lot of time like organizing my office Mm -hmm. I when I first redid it it was 
in great shape, but it was kind of bare because I just got the bare necessities. But now that I've had more time to kind of be home and actually spend more time in my office, I have gotten a lot more, um, I put up more decorations on the wall. You can see behind me, I have these new fake flower things that I got from Amazon because this is right. Yeah, well, this is where I sit when I do my um, like work Zoom calls. And we turn our video on a lot more often now because a lot of our clients are home too. So they turn their videos on. And so this was my background and that mirror is awesome, but it was literally the only thing in my background. So I was like, I got to spice it up a little. Um, so I did that. I moved my big snake plant over behind my monitor and I'll, I'll show you if you're listening, you're not going to see this, but this like, Oh yeah. He looks now. cute. Yeah, oh, you can see it. him. I read some study about like, did we talk about this in the podcast? Like, if you can see a plant from yes. their workstation and people putting plants in their cubicles and being thirty percent happier or something. Yep. I mean, if y'all listen, you already know we're plant people. So, yeah. <laughs> still, that's cool. Yeah. So that's my next step. Actually, is getting more plants for in here because I've got. I probably will get more fake ones to be honest with you, just because the longevity is good for me. I like the fact that I don't have to think about keeping it watered all the time will be helpful. So I kind of want like a big stand up one in some of the corners. Um, but yeah, anyway, my happy pill is the fact that I've actually spent more time focusing on my office and getting it organized. And I love it now. I have this huge monitor that my firm got for me that I have never had a second monitor before. So I'm like loving the fact that I can move documents all around, have a, a bunch more space. Um, it's been good. It's been good for my productivity, which is important because I am incredibly overwhelmed lately. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. All right, guys. Well, thank you for listening. As always, reach out to us on Instagram or email us if you have any thoughts, things you want to hear, feedback. We always love to hear from you all. Oh, really quickly, I wanted to mention also, I'm starting an unofficial book club. I am reading the book called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone by Lori Gottlieb. She's a therapist and she, this, the book is about her journey to realizing that she actually needed to find her own therapist. And then her actual therapist, I believe, uh, contributes to the book as well. So I'm really excited to read a mental health professional's journey through mental health treatment and how she realized that it was right for her and what her experience was. Um, I've had like four people already show interest in reading. So I've got a group chat on Instagram. If you guys wanna join in, we are reading part one this week, so starting today for you all, Monday, we are, May 18th, I think is tomorrow, yeah, May 18th, we are starting and trying to read through part one, it's about 100 pages, no pressure whatsoever, I don't know if I'm going to finish it, but that's the goal for now, if you're interested, I've heard a lot of amazing things about the book, so pick it up and shoot us a message at Emotion for Mental Health on Instagram, and I'll add you to the group chat, or we can just chat separately, whatever you want. Um, but yeah, so it's not going to be an official book club like last time where I talk about it on here, but just want to let you guys know that I'm reading it and we can talk offline if you want. Sweet. I'm borrowing it after you if I don't join it. Yeah, yeah you can do that for sure. Sweet. Okay. Well, right. I think that's Thanks, it. Guys. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. Talk to you next week. Have an yes. awesome week. Bye. Bye.